Joe Suchere. 84 now, huh? Get your 84 jerseys out. The Reverend Jared Moultrie, a South Carolina NAACP president, claimed that he was racially profiled during a recent traffic stop. Uh, WPDE-TV no, uh, reported that police stopped Moultrie for failure, failure to use a turn signal as well as an issue with his license plate. Moultrie, in a Facebook post, detailed his experience with the Timmonsville, South Carolina police officer during a traffic stop just last month. According to WPDE-TV, Moultrie wrote, Tonight I was racially profiled by Timmonsville officer because I was driving a Mercedes-Benz and going home in a nice neighborhood. Moultrie went on to detail the alleged conversation between him and the white officer in the now-deleted Facebook post. Oh, he's taken that down? Yeah. Uh, okay. And here is a screenshot of it, and and he created uh, the dialogue that uh, showed that the officer was a, a dreadful cur, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, officer, okay, where do you work and whose car is this and why are you in this neighborhood? Uh, sir, I'm a pastor and I live in the house on the left. Officer, yeah, and I guess I'm Bill Gates. Uh, sir, what's the problem? I asked who the car for the last time and you in this neighborhood. I told you for the last time. It's just, it's utter BS. As you'll note in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moultrie described the white officer as belligerent and abusive and noted that when he told the officer that he lived in the neighborhood and that the Mercedes-Benz he was driving belonged to Moultrie, the officer supposedly said, and I guess I'm Bill Gates. Uh, Guess I can't be a pastor and can't drive a Benz and live in a nice neighborhood, Moultrie wrote. Someone needs to answer for this behavior, and this officer will. Timothy Waters, a local community activist, was disturbed by Moultrie's claims. So he was eager to unearth the body cam footage from the traffic stop in order to support Moultrie. Uh, oh, so who he wouldn't? Went, so I, he went after to right. say, yeah, I, this is an outrage. Let's do when, something about uh, this. When, when this activist, uh, uh, Timothy Waters, obtained the body cam footage, he was shocked. And not because of the way the officer treated Moultrie. Once I got a copy of that body camera, it's as if he made the whole story up, Waters told WPDE. And I felt like he set us back a hundred years because think about all the racial profiling cases that are true. According to the station, Timmonsville Police Chief Billy Brown said that Moultrie called him the next morning to complain about the officer's conduct. He made a a comment that the officer accused him of having drugs in the car. Brown told WPDE. He said that his wife and grandchild was in the car. He asked them not to move because the officer looked as if he might shoot him. Wow. He also made mention that the officer continued to ask him about his neighborhood, Brown added. Why was he in that neighborhood? And he threatened to put him in jail in reference to something dealing with the registration of the vehicle. Brown said he was shocked when he saw the video that someone who was supposed to be a community leader, a pastor and head of the NAACP, would just come out and create this blatant lie. Interesting. Very interesting. It bothered me, Brown admitted. It really bothered me, thinking about the racial unrest it could have cost us in this community. Moultrie did not respond to WPDE's request for comment, nor has he acknowledged the story on his Facebook page at the time of his writing. He's not talking now, is he? 
Timmonsville NAACP officers Kenneth McAllister and Henry James Dixon told WPDE, however, that they could not imagine Moultrie lying about something of this magnitude. Right. Couldn't he prepared. face charges because he's he's essentially lying to a police officer? Yeah. Well, here you want to listen to it now. It's four minutes, and you've edited it down to what? Uh, two fifteen. So here, I'll, let, let me, me set it up. Okay. Uh, you see, you see a police officer stop a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. I'm Officer Miles with the Timberville Police Department. Yes, sir. Got your license, proof of insurance on. Okay, that's fine. Go right ahead. Stop. Right. Stop. Hi, officer so-and-so from the Timmonsville Police Department. Do you have your license registration, please? At which point, the, the driver of the car, Moultrie, uh, he opens the glove box. He's reaching around. Right. And every, uh, the kinds of movements that sometimes backfire on people. Right. Because cops get j- jittery. This 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 guy was just cool as a cucumber standing there while uh, Mr. Moultrie fished around in his glove box and pockets or whatever, trying to produce his license and registration. You don't know the motor vehicle? Yes, sir. I just transferred. You just transferred? Okay. What's your name? Jerry Moultrie. Okay. You got your drive plus on it? It's done. Oh, the reason why I'm coming in contact with you is whenever you took the left right here, you didn't signal. Okay, that's the only reason why I'm coming in contact with you, okay? The only reason I'm coming into contact with you, you didn't signal. Uh, so top so at this point, he said, sit tight. He's going back to sit his tight, car. Which you, that's happened to me, uh, where yeah, they, take my, your... they take my license back to the car. And This they... is where they're going to determine whether or not you're going to get a ticket. If it's clean, you're usually not. If they, you got no, one or two, they're they're they verifying mean... that I'm who I say I am, and that's my car. They go and they, here's what happened. He said, sir, you didn't signal when you left the sham. Right, right. right. See? The sham, yeah. This is him. So this, the, this is the copper back in his car. Right. And he's he's radioing back to dispatch. Mm-hmm. Now now I edited out the the thirty second pause that he waited, and now he's gonna be getting out of the car and going back to Yeah, the uh his uh, dispatch confirms that yes, you have stopped a guy uh who uh named Moultrie and he uh, this satisfies the officer, so now he has the information, he walks back to the car. And part of what we are missing here that was edited out is when they radioed in it's a Mercedes that he's driving now, but the radio dispatcher said this registration comes up for a GMC vehicle. Right. So he's going to go back with that information, right. too. Well, there you go, okay? Registration. Try not to drive the car in the morning until you get the proper back to the tape. Because this regist- oh, registration has to come back to a 1992, okay, GMC truck. Yeah. Even in the system is that, too. But what I'm saying, you got to have the proper registration and everything, and insurance and all that stuff to actually indicate that plate coming back to this motor vehicle, okay? Because when I run the plate, they're still coming back to this. It's not coming back to your car. Okay, I understand that. But look, I just bought the car the other day. I right. switched the tags. Well, you probably need to go to DMV and ask them how come it's not registered. In the state of South Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles, they're still coming back to that truck. I, I understand that, but this is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I switched the tags from the truck to the car. They told me at DMV, the dealer put that on there to show that the tags going to be transferred. 
Right. And all I need to do is keep this registration in there. Mm -hmm. And this brother said. They, they told you wrong. You got to have the proper documentation in your motor vehicle that actually matches the car that you're operating on South Carolina highways in order for it to be legal to operate on South Carolina highways. They told you wrong. Okay. All right. All right. Other than that, there's a driver's license. Uh, just make sure you wear your seatbelt at all times while operating motor vehicle on South Carolina highways and drive safe. Okay. Now he's walking back. And that was it. Now that contumely, I can explain. The officer said, can I have your license and proof of registration? And he was provided that. But the registration was reflecting uh, Moultrie's ownership of a uh, 25-year-old GMC right. truck. And he, as he explained, well, I just got this car, and they told me I could switch the tabs to it. And the, and the copper is saying, no, that's... You were you got some bad information there. You really need to get this straightened out. So I've never heard of that, by the way. <laughs> Transferring so, yeah. a plate. Like so that. you you uh, next, please get this straightened out because you should be carrying proof of registration that reflects the automobile you're currently driving. So am I missing something? You're not missing he, a thing. He this was never guy ticketed. Lied everything. No, he didn't get a ticket. He was never ticketed he was for anything. You did, yeah, I stopped you because you didn't use your turn signal. Now, let's say you want to be in denial of truth and reality. Okay. Let's break this down. Okay. And let's say uh, activists of any ethnicity would wish to insist that this was an example of racial profiling. Okay. Then please tell me what evidence you have to support that. A, I'm not sure. When I saw this video, it looked to me like the Mercedes-Benz windows were tinted. Maybe it was just because it was night. Uh, I, I gathered that, too, because the officer did shine it into the back seat, and it... You couldn't see in at, at all. Okay, so let's let's but let's say the officer knew it was a black guy. Okay, and he said so to himself. He has to say for fun. I think I'm going to hassle this guy. Yeah. Well, he didn't hassle him. No, he, he didn't. Uh, hassling him would be. Oh, I see. You got a registration here that uh, I got lucky. He'd have to say to himself, "This clown has a uh, registration." Uh, for a for a 92 GMC and he's driving this car. You know what I'm going to do, pal? I'm taking your car right now. Right. You know, he didn't do nothing. He didn't do anything. I stopped you because you didn't use your signal, pal. Can I have your driver's license and registration, please? Okay. Okay. He takes it back to his squad and he does whatever voodoo you got to do to to verify the Dispatch, guy's name and right, license. Right. And he does. But then he's he and his dispatcher are uh, confirmed that you know what though that's that 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 registration's coming back to a GMC. He's driving a Mercedes. Did the cop freak by about that? He was as calm as the female pilot from the Southwest flight. Uh, no, he didn't freak about it. He told the man, "Sir, you know, in essence, what he was saying to the guy is save yourself from future hassles here, right. pal, and get this registration BS straightened out." And then he said, uh, please wear your seatbelt, drive safe, see you later. And this guy created a completely false narrative of this. And nothing will happen as a result of it, well, of his lies. Let's, let's break that down when we come back, because uh, I have a thought about that. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere.
We're going to continue to experience this because morons use Facebook and police have body cameras. Right. Where does the pushback have to come from? We just have to... No, uh, no. Think about this for a minute. Think. Don't just blurt out an answer. Okay. <clears throat> what you have here is an example of the decline of moral and ethical clarity. We had it yesterday with a woman who completely made up a story, also in South Carolina. And today, this guy completely making up a story. Where does the pushback have to come from? Has to come from... It can't come from white talk show hosts. Right. You got zero. Uh, this guy's a pastor. Right. I got a text from a friend of mine who had a good point. The only pushback has to come from his parishioners, people in his congregation, okay. people in the NAACP, of which he is a, apparently a local bigwig, have to confront this man and say, You're doing the world a complete disservice here. This is not okay. Because when something bad happens, it's going to get to the point where nobody will believe it. You can't keep fabricating these stories and then have it turn out that the that the body cameras worn by the officers are showing you a completely, completely different picture. This guy had to get as creative as Tom Wolfe mm-hmm. in writing this account of what took place. I read the screenshot that was his Facebook page. Right. And then I said this, and then he said, what do you think that makes me, Bill Gates and on and on? There was none of that. Any of that, yep. So who has to push back? That's a, that's a very valid point. His congregation, what NAAC- could, we We can't solve a damn thing no. here. The, which is why I wish more black parents would push back against the failed academy and realize the left is doing you no favors. They are disingenuous. But why shouldn't there be ramifications for this guy completely making up a story? I think and, for and him and, and the it, woman yesterday. And and but but also including police. I mean, he said this to an officer. Mm-hmm. There should be legal recourse in this matter. Well, uh, uh, and they pro- and the, the 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 department probably won't pursue it because they don't want the bad press that comes along with it. But if he's a pastor, the congregation is the only source of pushback that I that I can imagine here in this scenario. They're the people who look to him for guidance and authority and trust and wisdom and theological uh, <clears throat> ideology and time out. He stands up in front of them now and I'm if I'm in the congregation I'm thinking you have told a magnificent magnificent lie that suggests your own racist nature. It's not going to happen. This is unicorn. This is an example of a unicorn. It doesn't exist. We see this with Patrick Henry. Because because the the garage logician African-Americans... Anthony Boone. Who who are GLers. Yep. uh, They're not afraid, but they... They're going to feel pressure from these hardcore African Americans that are going to say, uh, uh, "You are you're not one of us anymore. You are Uncle Tom. You right. are uh, you're no. You know you know what else activists might say? Okay, maybe that didn't happen, but it has happened, and it could. Sure, and that justifies. It, it probably it. No, it has does it. not justify it. Two right. wrongs don't, don't make a right. But we're losing. That's what we have to change. You're losing truth and reality as moral and ethical clarity continue to be in decline. You're lo- you, what, what, what? Here's a casualty 
of the decline in moral and ethical clarity. Truth. Reality. That is a decline in this. When you when you are able to be absent of moral and ethical clarity, wouldn't it stand to reason how much easier it is for you to not deal with reality and truth? And just start saying sidetrack. Whatever you want. And well, the, it has happened, so there. And there the we people go. that should be the most upset about this, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, are African Americans. Because as you said when you first read the story, a guy making up a case like this is now setting back those that have actually had to deal with this. Well, Moultrie presumably got what he wanted wanted he creates the false facebook post it's read by local community activists one of whom was prepared to to engage in activism Mm -hmm. to hold that timmonsville police department accountable goes to the police department demands to see the uh, body cam version of this and is shocked to come away and have to say he completely made it all up are you sure it's back a hundred years did you give me the right tape are you sure God, yeah, right. it's it's a shame. It's a, it's a crying shame. But these gotchas are the only way that the the NAACP and African Americans are going to say, don't don't help us out by trying to stretch the truth. Let's tell it like it is. You know, so I, when it does happen, we can fix it. it. I might be naive, but it's 2018, and I I I'm going to go out on a limb here. Here we go. I got a feeling most cops don't give a rat's ass what kind of car a black guy drives. I think we're past that. I, I, I'm on I a limb agree. there. I know I'm out on a limb. Right. Maybe I'm naive, but the cops I know, I really don't think they give a bleep if a black guy's driving a Mercedes Benz, which is a nice German taxi cab, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be getting them as a client. Wait. No, I'm kidding. Really? I, I would oh, love okay. to have Mercedes as a client. Sure. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, it, the cops I know, they don't give a damn if you're driving a Mercedes. Right. That that Just cliche that cliche which entered into American folklore uh, ages ago for uh, that when I was a kid it was understood that a, one of the reasons black males in America drove expensive Cadillacs and Lincolns is because they were so unfairly unfairly prohibited from from buying houses where they wanted to so they had extra money in their pocket and they put it in a car right those days are done they're gone. But this guy, this old Moultrie here, he's clinging to the idea that the cop resented the fact that he drove a Mercedes. I got news for you, Moultrie. It didn't sound like he cared one way or the other, did it? Just wants you to use your blinker. We're going to be back in a moment, but now thanks to our great friends in uh, Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and whatever's left of your money. Well, we're looking at a decent day in the stock market today. Stocks have been holding on to small gains throughout today's trading session. It appears the market will close higher unless we get some kind of late-day turnaround, but no impetus for that so far. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 55 points. The Nasdaq Composite ahead 50 and the S&P 500 is up 11. Amazon has, for the first time, provided the number of small and medium-sized businesses that sell their products on its online platform, that is, here in the U.S. The company said in the U.S. it is more than 1 million. It also provided a state-by-state breakdown, saying California has the most with more than 175,000. Minnesota has 17,000.
More than a million chainsaws sold at Harbor Freight Tool Stores nationwide are being recalled because they can continue to run after being turned off, posing a serious injury hazard. The company has received over a dozen reports of chainsaws that still ran after the user turned them off resulting in three laceration injuries. The defective chainsaws were sold at stores across the country and online through February of this year. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. So wait a minute. Is that kind of like when a chicken gets its head cut off and it still runs around for a little bit? Exactly. This runs until, I guess, the gas runs out. Until it hits a finger. Although, you know, if you're operating a chainsaw and you turn it off and it stays on, you would think you would notice that, but I guess... I wouldn't Maybe put not. it on my lap. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll talk to you next hour. Thanks, buddy. The fourth annual Town Ball Classic is happening Saturday, May 26th, where Target Field. Tickets on sale now. Ten bucks good for all three games. Class C, BoyBurn.com. Commencing Garage Logic Segment number eight. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 84 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Twins Cardinals in action down at Target Field. Right now it's 4-2 Cardinals. Oh, we're in the top of the sixth inning. The Cardinals do have a couple fellows on. Hopefully the Twins will get out of it. And they do. So it's 4-2 after five and a half innings. Uh, the Twins have RBI singles from Max Kepler and Joe Maurer. Lance Lynn started not very good. Three innings. Watch four. sucks. Wow. He went three innings, walked four, gave up four hits, three runs, and struck out five. I hate that word. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I should have said he stinks. Well, you can even get more creative than that. He's not very good. Not very competent. Uh, By the way, did you mention this, Johnny? Joe Bauer passed Harvard Killebrew. I did not. In what? Uh, On hits. Really? Uh, Passed who? Passed Harmon Killebrew. Really? And moved into sixth place on the Twins slash Senators all-time hits list. Since 1901. Next let me, up. Let me see if I can name the players above him. Well, I have to pull it up then. He doesn't have the list, oh. so he'd have to look that up first. Well, who would be next, well, do you think? Be, I don't know who would be next. but the, So there's there's five players in the Twins history that have more hits than Joe Maurer. Yes. Uh, Killebrew. No, he just no, passed Killebrew. Just Killebrew. Killebrew. <laughs> uh, Carew. Yep, Rodney's up next. Oliva. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Never mind if you don't have the list. Keep going, John. I'll pull it up. Well, he uh, looks that up. I'll tell you the Vikings have added another defensive tackle. The Vikings have signed former Colts and Saints defensive lineman David Perry. He was a regular for Indianapolis in 2015 and 16, playing more than 600 snaps each year. Uh, Perry has dealt with some legal troubles, though. In 2017, he was arrested on suspicion of robbery, auto theft, criminal damage, resisting arrest, and DUI charges. He pled guilty to one count each of disorderly conduct and attempted unlawful means of transportation. All right, Rodney. Yeah. Uh, something named Milan. I'm guessing that that's a uh, Senators player. Clyde Milan. Uh, judge. You got Kirby at 2304 and Sidney Rice. Uh, I never would have what? gotten any. Who's also a Senator? Yeah. Sam Rice. Sam Rice. Sam I was going to say Sidney Rice was a receiver. Who's judge? Mike Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Oh. Joe Judge played... Uh, so this is franchise. I yeah. Yes. So 1894. Going back never mind. I never would have come close. Yeah. He was a senator. Yeah. Well, you would have gotten Kirby. Uh, I probably would have. Yeah. So when you Google that, it pulls up Washington, too? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well, that came up. We talked about that. Was it yesterday? With Walter Johnson. John Pat, Pat dropped. Yeah. Okay. John Milan was also oh, born yeah. in 1887, so he was New- way old. 
news notes from today. Uh, we told you last hour about some Metro Transit problems, and now they're having some more problems today. Uh, Metro Transit reporting Blue Line trains are, quote, significantly delayed from the Mall of America to Terminal 2 because of mechanical issues. Is that the main terminal or not the main one? Not one. Not, not the, main the main one. one. All right. Metro Transit said riders could experience up to 15-minute delays north of Terminal 2 at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. This comes a few hours after there was a brief shutdown of Blue Line trains at the Mall of America due to a suspicious suspicious package near Mall of America. Bloomington police say the scene was cleared and everything was okay for that one. Eden Prairie police are issuing a warning to residents about several residential burglaries and suspicious incidents the last three weeks. According to the Crime Alert, the incidents have involved homes with unlocked doors, garages, windows, patio doors, and gates. Police have observed a pattern. The incidents happen overnight when residents are asleep at home. Purses, wallets, computers, and cash were stolen. Police note they are usually left near the unlocked entrance. Police also said there may be multiple suspects committing the crimes throughout the metro. They advise residents to lock their homes and cars in the evening, be wary of where valuables are put away, and call 911 if there's any suspicious activity. You ever leave a door open at night? No. I have. Not really? on purpose. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> thanks, Rook. Uh, whoops. Well, thanks for letting us in there, Rook. Uh, whoops. <laughs> he fell asleep again. Those are the nights when I don't remember what time I went to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Former Secretary of State. Growing up, we never locked the door. Uh, we rarely did on Juno when yeah. we were growing up, too. Now we always Well, you know do. what? The world's changed. Every every day we always lock the, the door. The world's changed. I left the oven door open with a nicely cooked frozen pizza when yeah. I fell asleep. Reaver should be, there so should be sad. a law in Minnesota that ever. Reaver should not be able to cook a frozen pizza after 11 o'clock. Yeah. John Height. Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson <laughs> said today the U.S. is experiencing what he called a growing crisis of integrity and ethics. It's his first public speech since he left the Trump administration about two months ago. He told the graduating class of cadets at the Virginia Military Institute, when we as a people, a free people, go wobbly on the truth, even on what may seem the most trivial of matters, we go wobbly on America. He did not mention President Trump by name. He did refer to, quote, accepting uh, accepting of alternate realities and warned that the country is in danger if Americans can't agree on basic facts. President Trump's newly filed financial disclosure form today includes confirmation the president reimbursed attorney Michael Cohen last year for unspecified expenses. Apparently the hush money paid to porn star Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. While Trump has denied the underlying allegations, Rudolph Giuliani may have come forward regarding the payment to get ahead of the financial disclosure report, according to folks who are following the case. The report, though, did uh, could cause some new problems for the president as he didn't report the payment in last year's filing, which is when it should have been filed. See, Trump needed the matrix there because I think Stormy's in the no-go zone. Yes. <laughs> Acting OGE Director David Apple flagged the item in a letter to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who also oversees the special counsel Russia probe, citing a prior complaint that questioned whether the payment was a loan that should have been reported in the last filing. Apple confirmed it is required to be reported as a liability, and his office determined the newly provided note meets the disclosure requirements. He wrote, I am providing both reports to you because you may find the disclosure relevant to any inquiry you may be pursuing regarding the president's prior report that he was signed on June 14th, 2017. Does Stormy's the, got that square face that almost looks like she was hit by a shovel. Well, let me ask you this, too. <laughs> on the Matrix... yeah. She's no goal. Where is former adult That's film Tiffany, star? redhead, strippers. Uh, former no, adult? She would be under the strippers category. I got news for you, pal. Yeah. Ain't no former about it. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Adult film star. Well, she is. A, yeah, she's an adult I film mean, that's star a, now. To me, that's, that's, that's no go zone. That's that might be ten hot, but it's ten crazy. Gotcha. Me and the traffic guy say that's the go ahead zone. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. <laughs> Good luck to you. You yeah. go ahead then. Right. Yeah. So you get unicorned. Oh. I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to. Uh, thousands. Is that a thing? No. I hope not. Here, watch Urban this. Dictionary. No. Thousands of doses of the experimental Ebola vaccine have arrived in Congo's capital amid Uh-oh. the latest outbreak of the deadly disease. The four thousand. Worry about it. This at the fair this year, like we did with the bird flu. I don't think so. Okay. The four thousand doses will be sent to the remote northwest, where two confirmed Ebola cases, twenty probable ones, and twenty suspected ones have already been reported. An additional 4,000 doses will be deployed in the coming days with more available if needed, according to the World Health Organization. They've reported 23 deaths among the 42 cases as medical teams try to contain the hemorrhagic fever. Health experts have identified 500 contacts of the cases. They are now being traced, according to the World Health Organization. Two astronauts worked outside the International Space Station today to help reposition two spare solar array ammonia coolant pump assemblies putting a failed unit dubbed Leaky into long-term storage and attaching another known as Frosty to an appendage of the lab's robot arm. Mm -hmm. The spacewalk, six hours. Leaky and Frosty. Yeah. Leaky and Frosty. We also have Motley. Sounds like a new afternoon drive show. (laughs) Leaky and Frosty. (laughs) We also have Motley, by the way. That's another spare pump flow. Uh, Motley, because it was put together with spare parts, basically. Get it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Got right. it. So they put it together with spare parts. Uh, my guy Lomo with a solo home run. Four to three now. Your birds in front of the twins in the bottom of the sixth inning. Mm, that well, yeah. game is just crawling. Already we will have six. distracted Patrick in <laughs> yeah, 20 that minutes. That St. Louis pitcher just got unicorned. <laughs> Because that the, ball uh, was a long Italian boat. It's a gondola. <laughs> yeah. Because the station uses eight PFCs to cool all of the solar array batteries, NASA wants two operational spares available at all times. Engineers want to find out whether Frosty is, in fact, op- operational. I'm out of here you? right now. We better I'm- go now. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 84 degrees and still climbing. We will probably reach 86 at least. Uh, we're at light and variable winds out there. Tonight's low down to 60 with mostly clear skies. Tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, an isolated thunderstorm threat, especially in the afternoon or evening. It's just isolated. There, most of us will stay dry. 84 for the high, warm and more humid tomorrow. The dew points today got up in the mid to upper 50s. Tomorrow, we could reach the 60s for dew points. That'll be, get a little bit sticky. Friday, partly cloudy skies, some thunderstorms favoring the latter part of the day again. 80 for the high on Friday. Saturday, partly cloudy to mostly or partly sunny. Let's call it mostly cloudy. Some thunder showers uh, throughout the day on Saturday, so temps stay down to 69 for the high. But then back up to 72 with partly cloudy skies on Sunday. We're in the mid to upper 70s, and we touch 80 again by Wednesday of next week. So it doesn't stay cool for long. Saturday seems like the coolest in the next seven days. Again, going for a high today of 86, Joe. We're at 84, and I have the records for the day. May 16. 94. 94. In 1934. In 1934. 31. 31. In 1929. In 1929. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Dave Dahl's forecast brought to us by MetaFast. Suit you, boy. Uh, today there will be a memorial uh, bicycle ride 
uh, in honor of Alan Gran, who lost his life last week in an accident with a school bus at Snelling and Summit. 75-year-old Alan Gran, hail fellow, well-met, uh, well-loved, uh, missed, uh, mm-hmm. and other uh, cyclists in the uh, bicycling community uh, have wished to put together this ride for him. Apparently, the ride is being organized by Hillary Nan- Hillary Hansi, a devoted cyclist. Uh, she's a French teacher who lives close to the accident site at Summit and Snelling. Uh, and so she knew she had to do something significant, so she put together this this ride in honor of uh, Mr. Grand. And they're going to start at the Wild Onion on Grand Avenue. Okay. Flow towards the crash site for an impromptu remembrance, then head to the Mississippi River for a rock climbing, to a rock climbing club where the uh, crash victim, Alan Grand, was a regular. Okay. As of yesterday afternoon, more than 100 cyclists had marked themselves on the Facebook page as going. More than 300 others had expressed interest. Uh, I don't mean to uh, introduce a practical note here, but that might result in some tremendous make-a-moves. Is there any way you guys can find out when this ride starts? Uh, let's see. I, you said it was on a Facebook yeah, page, Joe? Yeah. What was the name of the group? Well, again? the, the, uh, 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 the group is called uh, Joyful Riders. See if that, you can get anything under that. Riders. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, uh, Gran was a member of that, uh, Joyful Riders Club. Uh, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that the, uh, if that's the Facebook, there group. is a oh. joyful riders worldwide that's based out of Seattle. No, uh, this is local. No, or I know. You, I'm just I'm just describing you what's listed on the Facebook. Look up St. Paul Bicycle Coalition. All right, St. Paul. I'm, I'm not trying to rain on their parade. I'm just saying that with school out and buses out right. and rush hour traffic, I'm just wondering if if motorists need to be uh, aware of this in some way. Uh, because reporting isn't what it used to be, so we have no uh, time uh, for the beginning of this ride. The the point I wanted to make is the following. Okay. Uh, The uh, ride uh, is not to become political. Apparently, it's a remembrance. Uh, It's a set-off for a retiree and and, uh, a fantastic guy by by all sounds by all sounds of the fellow. But what they're trying to avoid is the idea that, uh, uh, your, uh, your pictures on this page. What picture? I mean, what, what page am I on their Facebook page? Yes. Why? Um, apparently back in November of 2017, uh, huh. We aren't going to link the Joe Sushri's column in the pioneer press today. His job is to lure, viewers for their advertisers and we aren't going to lend them a hand but they're they had issue with your claims about the new bikeway on pelham oh well the hell with them uh i can't find anything about the particular ride that you're you're addressing here, here's why i'm bringing this up the 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 movement is stirring to put up guarded walls along summit for bicyclists and right. we had you called the police today 
Uh, yes. We're trying to get the result of the investigation. Where does that stand? Uh, I was told that it is still an active investigation. They are reviewing uh, bus video. They do not have a conclusion as to who was at fault yet. So uh, the investigation is ongoing, and we will have to wait until we find anything further. All right, I found the event page. Yeah, yeah. What, what what are you exactly looking when for? When did they leave the Wild Onion? And, 6.30. And have their memorial ride. Okay, it so says today, 6.30 uh, p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. All right, and so uh, you might want to be uh, careful of yeah, cyclists yeah. uh, during those hours because they'll be flooding down Summit and then down to, down to the river in honor of Mr. Graham. But we need to know who was at fault. Before you're going to start... Start pointing fingers, yes. Start yes. putting up walls along Summit Avenue. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree... Joe Suchere. Where are the twins? Where are the twins? Uh, we have just completed... Nope, six and a half? Uh, no, we're still in the middle of the seventh inning. The uh, They're making a pitching change. Ah. Okay. Yep. And the twins are down, I take it? Yeah, it's. Uh, it has been an ugly, five, sloppy game. I think they're going to come back and win it, though. Well, we're going to bring uh, your your baseball analyst in here, yep. uh, and he'll completely break this down. He's for not going to hold back. Be is distracted? He? No, he will I not will be distracted. I will tell you like it is. Right, he will not be distracted. Fifteen hundred. Like a fixer. ESPN is, he, is KSTP <laughs> St. Paul, Minneapolis.